Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everybody. I'd like to welcome you to the How Social Are You podcast, where we ask the question, are we more or less social because of social media? This is Mark Lindheimer, and you're listening to podcast episode number 13. Today on the podcast, I welcome Daniel Gatti. He's a social media expert and marketing consultant. I think you'll find his contribution really interesting. So let's get started. Hello, Dan. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Mark. Thank you very much for having me on your podcast. It's a pleasure being here with you. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I wanted to introduce you to my audience. We connected on Twitter just a few days ago. Uh, You'd reached out about a podcast that I'd promoted, uh, one of my friends, and we kind of connected and direct message. I learned a little bit about your company and what you're doing, which is very interesting. So I wanted to invite you on to share you know, what your media company is doing with regards to social media, helping your clients uh, be more effective uh, with their social media and how that's evolved. So why don't we do this? Why don't we take a little bit of a step back? You give us a little background on yourself and your company. Tell us a little bit about that and kind of what brought you to today living in the United States and, uh, you know, getting a foothold in, in this industry that you're in. So uh, why don't you give us that background? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, I, I love your podcast. Uh, I'm a big fan of the podcast as an incredible uh, communication medium. So it is a pleasure for me uh, being here and having had the chance to interact uh, interact with you. Um, in short, uh, my company name is uh, Velvet Media. It has been founded originally uh, in Italy uh, almost 10 years ago. Uh, we started as a uh, Groupon kind of company. It was a business model very similar to Groupon. Um, Back in time, Italy as a country is always a little bit behind in the curve of uh, evolution, uh, especially when it comes to uh, digital media and social media. 
So it was kind of a novelty at the time for Italy, and uh, we had a great success with it. Um, it was a time of crisis uh, following the, uh, the the burst of the, of the bubble, and uh, Italy is still struggling economically. But we managed to find a niche um, with no competition, basically, and we grew very, very fast. Um, and that we carried over that success into the next uh, step. We we basically. We're betting the farm on the uh, on the success of social media, which at the time were really a novelty. We were just a, a platform uh, which has evolved from MySpace to post pictures of your cat, of your a birthday party, of your holidays. And um, all the people in the company, we all come from different backgrounds, but all rooted very much in marketing. So we saw how social media could become an incredible opportunity for uh, doing marketing in the 21st century. And people were very skeptical. Uh, nobody wanted to fund us. Uh, there is virtually zero venture capital in Italy. So we bootstrapped everything, bet the farm on it, and we've been rewarded. It has been incredibly, incredibly successful after a, a tough start where it was kind of difficult to uh, sell to corporation, companies, individuals that there was a incredible potential for marketing and for engaging with uh, an audience and consumers and readers. We now had uh, an incredible success and almost a uh, hockey stick, uh, hockey stick kind of growth. Uh, so much so that uh, we have now opened our uh, new office here in Denver in the United States to um, support our customers who are have a global footprint and have offices in the United States and to develop our market here as well. So it's one of those rare cases that we are re-exporting back to the United States uh, a business model which was was invented here. That's wonderful. And I applaud you on, you know, taking that leap of, leap of faith and being ahead of the curve and, you know, really believing that this would be something that would work for you. And obviously it has. And congratulations on your growth. About how long ago did you decide to make that that leap? So basically, we, we definitely went uh, all in, pedal to the metal on the social media part of our offering about three years ago. And really, people were looking at us like like if we had two heads in time. Like, hmm, I, I can do that myself. Uh, I have a cousin that can do it for me. My son doubles in Facebook. He can do that for us. So we were struggling to kind of change the mindset of people and the way that they were looking at Facebook. We were looking at, at social media like a, like a free website. I use uh, air quotes. And uh, we were instead trying to show them the incredible tools and possibilities that, that it was offering in in terms of an immediate response to marketing campaigns and the the richness and of the data that can be gathered by uh, by working properly on the on the social media on, on who your audience is and how is responding to your engagement almost instantly, um, people were still rooted into maybe paper advertising or radio advertising and which has incredibly low rates of redemption and very difficult metrics to monitors, not to mention the very high investment which are necessary to be successful in the, in the kind of uh, old traditional uh, media. When we were talking offline, uh, you know, you mentioned that <clears throat> one of the struggles in, in kind of directing people towards this, this new way of advertising was also uh, having an awareness that it is not a one-size-fits-all marketing approach. You know, the content that you create for Facebook might not be suitable for 
uh, Twitter or Instagram. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely, that is uh, spot on. So, uh, what what we see that is a that's a common mistake because of time, resources, and then misunderstanding maybe on how you can properly work on social media. Uh, companies uh, or people tend to create a redundancy in the content. So, they post, for example, the same exact content on. Twitter and then they post it on uh, Instagram and on Facebook. So they post the same content in the same form across platforms. So they tweet an Instagram picture. So they create a redundancy of content which is not suited to the content itself. Uh, something that works very well on Instagram might not work at all on Twitter and vice versa. So you need to be attentive uh, to the platform that you're communicating on and make your content fit and relevant to that, to that container. Yeah, I love that, that relevance term. You know, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk uh, in his book, Jab, 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 Right Hook, talks about that. He goes into great detail about how, you know, some content will work on Facebook, but it won't work on Instagram or it won't work on Twitter, but it will work on Instagram. And, and he really goes into detail that you have to be storytelling in order to capture the attention of your audience. And I think that's a real uh, challenge for, you know, marketing companies, uh, you know, uh, product companies, you know, there's a many, many success stories, but, you know, you can help so many companies in how they direct their story to their audience in order to gain, you know, more attention. Has that been your oh, experience? Ab absolutely. Absolutely. By the way, I love Gary Vee. Uh, I love um, his, his persona and his content. So uh, it, it's a pleasure that you are, uh, you're mentioning him. Uh, and it, absolutely that. You use a word that I like very much, which is storytelling. Because in the end, when you are communicating, making a post on, on any, any social media, you are creating a story. You are communicating a message. You are engaging your audience with some content. And you have to make the content relevant to your audience. You have to give them some value, entertainment, uh, education, or curiosity, in exchange for their time and for their engagement, their likes, uh, uh, their clicks. And if you just post for the sake of posting, you're really not creating that value. You're, you're not telling any story. Yeah, the value, the value is so, so important. And, you know, Gary Vee preaches that. Many, many others preach that uh, to their audience. Do you see more movement uh, by your clients towards following this direction and, and, you know, really buying into the, to the concept because you're able to create content for them and show them the, the, you know, the benefits through the analytics you'll be able to deliver to them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. One of the great things of the social media is that it's extremely easy to measure the results. I heard somebody say that uh, likes does not equals dollars. I beg to differ. Uh, there are a number of uh, ways that you can actually convert likes into, into dollars. But most importantly, you can have a wealth of information about your customers, your audience, uh, the people that engage with your content. So it, it gives you an incredible control uh, over that. And we have seen that our customers more and more understand that and they come looking for us and our advice and our consultancy on how to capture that. The value uh, at best. Uh, a 
few years ago, not so long ago, and still in some cases, people were obsessed with uh, uh, search engine results and search engine optimization, search engine management. We just wanted to be at the top of a Google search or, and be easy to click on. But nowadays, we see even more and more uh, things are moving, searches are switching, people tend to spend more and more time on the social media and to run their searches in there. Um, not only that, uh, more and more people are um, looking at the content on a mobile platform and that in and of itself is a game changer. So what was relevant uh, uh, not so long ago and was nice and uh, good looking on a desktop computer or a laptop, it is not anymore uh, fruitable content on a mobile platform, a mobile device, or reach through a link that you've clicked through, uh, through Facebook. So the game is changing, and more and more companies are understanding that and trying to, uh, to change their, their tactics and their strategy to incorporate that as well. Yeah, that's really where you can be so helpful to your clients in making sure that they're you know, placing their bets in the right content, uh, in the right platforms in order to achieve their goals and then delivering the analytics uh, as a follow-on to show them the value and benefit. And, you know, the great thing about social media is you can try different things that can, you know, help you get to your outcome. You know, return on investment isn't always the, you know, the, the end goal. I mean, certainly companies want to generate revenue and, you know, sell products, but, you know, it's so much about building loyalty through the stories you tell on social media, on the different platforms that ultimately, uh, as, as Gary says, you know, when you go for the right hook, when you ask for the sale, you've earned the right to do so. Yeah, absolutely. You're first and foremost, uh, building your equity, building your brand equity, uh, be a, a person, an individual or a corporation. Every time you go out there, you are creating or capitalizing on, on, on the equity of your brand. Interaction after interaction, constantly and consistently. And that's why it's so important to have a, a strategy, a consistent, coherent message, and the storytelling, as you were saying, that gets put out there day after day, post after post, with the objective that then, as you were saying, when you go for that right hook, you, you're hitting, uh, you're hitting right, you're hitting like Conor McGregor. <laughs> yeah, and he sure he sure does hit, that's for sure. So let me ask you about this. What do you see as some of the, you know, looking onto the horizon of social media, where do you see uh, marketers spending their dollars? Where do you see them directing their campaigns? And are there any new platforms or new uh, opportunities that you see on the horizon for them that they can take advantage of? Well, definitely we're seeing that uh, Facebook is increasingly becoming a, a more saturated marketplace uh, than, it used, uh, than it used to be. Um, and the landscape within Facebook is changing very, very rapidly. Uh, you've probably seen also how much uh, native video content is created within, uh, within Facebook. And that, I think, will have uh, big repercussions on uh, how much content might swing from more traditional video platform like YouTube, for example, to a native uh, Facebook platform. Uh, we are also seeing that uh, Instagram, just to stay still in the in the Facebook field as they are, they are together, 
uh, is becoming much more of a marketplace. And again, we were amongst the first to see, even before they, they implemented a shop button, to see the incredible potential that uh, uh, Instagram uh, could have to be a, a successful marketplace, basically for, for everyone, from service providers to uh, makers and tinkerers to big corporation. You have a huge uh, potential of impacting your your audience just with the, with the visual power that uh, Instagram provides. And not only that, for us, the, the, the incredible potential is that share your content for you on Instagram in a kind of reverse role. People love to see themselves. So it becomes very easy for a company, a brand to ask people to tag themselves with their product. So you're, you're creating this free um, brand equity building made by your, by your consumer if you do it properly in a kind of a role reversal. Yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting how the video aspect of of social media on Facebook and Instagram have kind of converged and have become so effective. And then when you couple that with the you know the targeting capabilities of uh, you know going directly at your audience. Uh, through Facebook ads and and other different methods is so powerful for for a marketing company and you you don't have to look much further than this recent election you know it's, this truly was the first social media election uh, in my opinion you know I believe Absolutely. that that the the candidates did an amazing job you know in on both sides of leveraging social media so effectively you know leveraging their followings to you know to get their message out. And, you know, that ripple effect where, you know, people are sharing the product, they're sharing the information that was created natively for a particular platform, whether it be Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, and then, you know, generating, you know, so many impressions. I think, uh, you know, Trump's numbers were somewhere around, you know, 2.5 billion impressions over the last 30 days of the campaign, which is just a massive amount for a single brand to generate on one platform. That was just, I believe that was just on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, it, you, you spot on, uh, Mark. You, these were really, I think, the first truly uh, social media political campaign and election, yeah, but, but our generation uh, has seen, and uh, yeah, the repercussion would be enormous. And the numbers that we are seeing that you were mentioning of impressions, retweets, shares were never seen before, never seen before. Yeah, it's really, it's really interesting. And I think that marketers should really look at that. You know, they should look at that when they think about what they're doing with their brand on social media, how can I generate those impressions? What kind of stories can I tell? What kind of, con what kind of content can I create so that, you know, I can, I can achieve those type of impressions. And, you know, what's so great is that you're able to deliver that information to them. So I'm glad we were able to cover that. So yeah. as your company has expanded uh, into the U.S., where, where do you see your company going? I know we talked about, you know, the different platforms and where they're going and where you see your clients going. Where do you see your company going into the future? That's a fantastic question. So uh, what, one, one thing that uh, is, uh, kind of stems from the discussion we were just having about the success of social media in amplifying messages in a political 
in a political arena uh, brings in also the flip side of the coin. So what do you do with your social media reputation? Because what you put out there can also backfire very quickly, as we have seen in many, many instances during this uh, political campaign in its uh, immediate aftermath. And another thing that we do for our customer is the uh, social media reputation management. So we try to make aware our customer of the potential consequences in place, uh, devil advocate in some cases of what they're putting out there. Because whatever you post, be you a person or a corporation, again, it's there forever. And it will be showed on your face very quickly. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. You know, my wife works in a restaurant in Santa Monica, a pretty nice restaurant in Santa Monica. And they, very, they spend a lot of time looking at the Yelp reviews because one bad Yelp review can really be detrimental to the restaurant. And so, you know, that whole concept of reputation management, you, you know, you really need to encourage your, you know, your, your clients to, to look very hard at, you know, what's going on with their brand from a PR standpoint, you know, think about Wells Fargo Bank and what they've gone through. Yeah. Think about wow. Chip Chipotle and what yeah. they've gone Chipotle. through. You know, social media has really had a huge impact. I'm not going to say they, you know, they've killed Chipotle, but Chipotle has got a long way to go uh, because of social media and that brand, uh, that brand management, having that awareness is really key. Have you, have you had much experience with, with that where you've helped uh, from a reputation management standpoint, companies that really needed help? Uh, and, yeah. and social media can be used to, to yeah. reverse course, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's one of the most difficult things to do, I would say. Um, we definitely do that. I cannot name some names uh, where we've been, uh, we've been of help, but uh, we spend a lot of time, especially with, with bigger corporation or sensitive industries uh, where when the, the backfire is uh, around the corner. It can be also in the restaurant businesses, in the hospitality business. Again, as you were very well pointing out, it's uh, it takes only one bad review to really steal the pot, to use a food a food metaphor, and and create some unpleasant uh, consequences. Um, definitely, moreover, we are based here in Denver, where as you know, Chipotle has originated. So the, the, the misfortune of uh, the recent misfortunes of, of Chipotle image are, are very much uh, felt uh, throughout throughout the city. You know, Chipotle was kind of the, the, the star of the uh, fast food industry. I use the term a little bit loosely. Uh, and nowadays, we are they are really in a bad uh, in a bad situation. So yeah, it's very 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 important. Well, not to put you on the spot, so uh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure your yeah. clients will appreciate that yeah. you you uh, did not share any specific stories, and I can totally understand yeah. why. So yeah. let's let's uh, let's take yeah. a, to a step back, and and you know, I'll yeah. ask you personally because I know you're active on Twitter, yeah. and um, yeah, and yeah. You know, the kind of one of the things I 
you know, really the foundation of this podcast is, are we more or less social because of social media? And I ask this question of everybody that's on the show. I want to get your take on it, being that you're in, you know, this, this marketing world and you're, you know, you're coaching people with social media companies and, and brands. But from a, from a, just a personal perspective, do you feel like, you know, social media has become a barrier to, you know, human interaction? And do you have any you know, suggestions if you do as how, how people can, you know, become more, you know, interpersonal, like you and I are getting to know each other. We really hadn't met yeah. before this, yeah. this podcast. Absolutely. And so, you know, this is really what to me, uh, social interaction is about. And so I, I'm interested in your take on this. Yeah. Well, I totally believe that social media has broken down every imaginable, imaginable barrier to interpersonal communication. Uh, proof is that we are talking here right now and that I can basically reach out to anyone in the world with a Twitter, with a Facebook post and, and reach out and have my voice being heard uh, like never before. Uh, truly everyone has a voice uh, nowadays. Um, countless times I created meaningful personal and business relationship for the use of social media. I met... Uh, people who are incredibly interesting uh, and but are now part of my extended family of friends. Uh, I met them virtually in each, initially and then we met in real life and uh, in some cases we have done business or we, we are still friends. And, and every day I get, I get a new example of this. So for me, it is really an incredible tool in bridging uh, between wars, between uh, even different levels of, of society because everybody nowadays has, a, has an access, has a phone or access to a computer at a library and you can communicate, you can have your voice heard. You, you are not voiceless anymore and I think it's fantastic. Uh, the important thing is to uh, consider it and use it or use them, because uh, all social media, as a tool and not just as a, as a, as a, as a closed container. Uh, it's a bridge. It, it's up to you to use the bridge to go to another, to another place, just not to sit, sit on the bridge. So uh, then it's up to the user to make that, that crossing that bridge and creating that human interaction in person where it's possible uh, or via Skype or by other forms of uh, of interaction which are available which are available today, and that is true between individuals. It's true between uh, individuals or corporation and even consumers. I, I just want to switch side for a second, not just be the voice of a corporation, but be the voice of a consumer. Nowadays, if you have a complaint uh, or if you have a grievance of some sort, it's very easy for you to stand up for the social media and, and being heard by companies which nowadays know how important it is that. So I think it has given an incredible power, which we've never seen before. Um, I want to I want to use a metaphor that uh, Joe Rogan, which is a person that definitely understands uh, social media and uses them very well. He says we are in a in the teenage years of the uh, of the social media use. We we do a lot of stupid, uh, like every teenager. Uh, we squabble, we troll. We're, we're a lot of unpleasant things happening on social media for sure. But these are the the teenage year, we are, we're just getting the hang of how much more this can do for us as a as mankind, as a as a as a species, and how much good it can bring into our collective lives. 
I love that. The, the whole visual of, of using it as a bridge and, you know, being teenagers and learning through the process. And that's what I hope to do with this podcast is to help people realize that, you know, there's so much opportunity and so much to be accomplished with social media. But it's in the end, it becomes the relationships that we build, you know, with each other, with companies, with brands, and, you know, how we move forward once we establish that, you know, that talking point, that sort of offline, going from online to offline and growing those relationships into, you know, valuable partnerships or friendships, which you've done so effectively. So I really, really appreciate that, Dan. Absolutely. And then to just to, to, to answer a question that I, I glided over before as we were going into, the, I was going around and between brackets. So the next step for our, for our company, uh, uh, my, my business partner and the founder of Velvet Media oftentimes says that our objective is to change the world. Uh, it seems a very modest uh, <laughs> objective to put out there. But what we mean is that we want to help uh, facilitate a communication, uh, create an easier communication, a more seamless communication. And we see uh, the future direction of what we are doing evolving with the evolution of the social media and moving into directions that maybe are not uh, uh, so easy to see today and make the example of the uh, Indiegogo and Kickstarters. They are incredible tools that created viral campaigns and people had access to investments, uh, which was previously unthinkable. And um, we see that there are incredible opportunities in that, uh, in that field, in putting together uh, investors and startups and uh, use the social media to make another quantum leap and bridge our communication gaps in, in, uh, in different areas. One can be the venture capital, angel investing, uh, finance, and other, and other um, uh, different fields uh, that are now not fully covered by the social media. Uh, that's perfect. That's a great approach and, and value you can bring. The crowdfunding uh, concept is so powerful, and it can be applied to just about any endeavor. Um, I think we both follow a, a person on on Twitter, who actually was able to crowd crowdfund a documentary that he that he just produced and released, and you know he did it with just a you know a small number of investors, uh, you know, in his Twitter audience who who put up the 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 money that he required in order to complete this uh, this documentary. He's going to be doing doing more and more of that, you know, to be able to help startup companies you know, raise capital through these methods uh, is, a, is a great service you can provide to companies that, that need that extra, that extra revenue or that extra investment in order to get over the hump. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's an, an incredible, there's an incredible untapped potential there. I mean, even, bef- even beyond what, what we see, what we see today in our opinion. Beautiful. Well, listen, Dan, it's been incredible getting to know you and having you on the podcast. I'm sure that our listeners have gotten a tremendous amount of value. Why don't you share with us your different social media and website connections where they can find you? Well, the easiest way to find us is on uh, www.velvetmedia.it. And then you can find the same profile on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, coming soon other other social media like gab for example so Uh, we are pretty much everywhere 
Excellent. Excellent. And uh, once again, I thank you for, for coming on the podcast. I'm glad we were able to make this work and I look forward to connecting you in the future, you know, and, and kind of revisiting some of the things that you're involved with and seeing how things have changed maybe 12 or 18 months from now. And uh, by then we'll probably be into another political cycle. So it should be interesting, <laughs> especially over in, especially over in Europe. So um, if, if you're, if you love the podcast, we really appreciate your going to iTunes and giving us a five-star rating, leave a comment. That's very helpful to us. Uh, you can find me at, uh, at M Lindheimer on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at M Lindheimer on Instagram and M E Lindheimer or Mark Lindheimer on Facebook. I uh, love to hear from you on any of those platforms. You can also email me at how social are you podcast at gmail.com. And until next time, everybody, we appreciate you tuning in and look forward to sharing more content with you in the future. powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.